Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach and I'm joined by Christian Garcia. What's up, man? What's up? Coming to you live from 148 Studios in San Francisco, California. We're excited to be back. Um, we'll make sure we get this out of the way in the beginning because we kind of forgot last time, but make sure you check out our sponsor, FNX Fit. Uh, link is in our Instagram and Twitter bios. Click on there, you get... 15% off your order of any tasty supplements, protein powder, all that good stuff. I love the super greens every morning. Yeah, I like them too. I'm almost out. I need to uh, put in an order for some new ones um, because I feel like they do make me feel slightly healthier. You know, I, It's like, I, I don't know if I said it last time, but normally in the morning I'll have some caffeine of some sort. Yeah. And when I take that, I, I don't need it. Like, I don't feel like I've it's had It's not like caffeine. you feel jittery, no. but you feel like awake and kind of energized. Yes, yeah, you feel good. Yeah, so check those out. Super Greens. They got, you know, pre-workout, post-workout, protein powder. I just I also ordered the testosterone one. See, uh, see if there's any difference. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been as on top of those ones um like I need to, but I use the sleep uh sleep ones all the time. I think they're called Relax and man, they knock me out at night. But they also uh sometimes they make me sleep through my alarm <laughs> if I take them too late. So take them early if you're going to take them, but FNX fit uh the Link is in our description of our Instagram and Twitter. That's the easiest way. Plus, if you put in the promo code NERDS, you get 15% off. So check it out. All right. Let's start with some nerdy confessions, as we always do. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've mentioned it before. I'm reading the Drizzt uh, novels by R.A. Salvatore. And like, like any nerd would do when you like something, you do some research. I was mm -hmm. trying to see other books he had written. And he wrote um, Vector Prime, which I guess was the first um, Star Wars novel in the series of the New Jedi Order. Oh, okay. And he uh, he killed a character oh. that a lot of people were pissed off about. And a lot of people hate this series and started to hate him. Um, so he, yeah. What character? Spoiler alert. Chewbacca. Oh. And I'm not going to lie. As soon as I read that, I was like, fuck, I don't. Do I want to keep reading these books? Like, dude, he fucking killed Chewie like fucking A. That's not good. Yeah. It's not good. Chewie's a fan favorite. Then I started digging deeper. Okay. So it was actually Lucas who wanted one of the characters to die, and he actually gave him a list. These are a list of characters do not kill, and Chewie just wasn't one of them, so huh. he he offed him. Wow, crazy. And a lot of people fucking hated him for I it. I think I – was that a comic book or was it an actual novel? Novel. Actual novel. Actual novel. Because I remember there was a comic book where I think Chewie died in, too. 
um, that people were very upset about as well. But yeah, that's that's got to be tough. I mean, but it does give you know now people recognize that book as like oh that's where Chewie dies. And, yeah. You know, so I mean, it, well, a lot of people were pissed. They're saying like oh, it was a cheap move to try to make the book seem important and try to sell more. Yeah. And he's just kind of like I, I don't want anyone to die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was just I had certain orders that I had to follow. You know, I had certain yeah. freedoms where I'm allowed to do certain things, and then there's certain parts where I have to do. Kind of like how um, Madeline Rowe had explained to us. Yeah. Like, you know, there's certain you get. Madeline Rue. Rue, sorry. You get certain amount of freedom, but then there's certain things you got to fucking follow. Yeah, you got to hit certain plot points, and you know the the higher ups want this and that. Kind so of I was thing. like, all right, no, I'm going to continue reading these books or listening to the books. I was like, I'm not going to hate them, but I'm not going to lie. I did have a fucking gut reaction when I read that Chewie had died. Like, it yeah. felt like, it's like I don't know if I want to. Yeah, that's tough. He's 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 a fan favorite for sure. Like, and because because he doesn't talk, and you only hear. Like, you only get his emotion and stuff through, like, his little, you know, Wookiee roars and stuff. You know, it ma- it makes it hurt that much more. Yeah. And, it's, you know, he, he responds. I mean, you kind of get what he's saying as how Han would normally respond back to him. So you're like, oh, this is probably what he said. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, that, that makes it makes it hurt that much more kind of thing. So, interesting. Well, I'll have a bu- I'll do a book-related um, nerdy confession as well. Um so I've been reading a lot of fantasy novels the past couple of years now. Um, you know, I read Wheel of Time, which is an epic, like, 14-book series, um, basically known as, like, the modern Lord of the Rings. And Sounds like double. I mean. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's way more word count than Lord of the Rings for sure. But same, like, fantasy epic. And, you know, and then Stormlight Archive is one of my all-time favorites. I'm getting ready for a new one coming out in November. Uh, Mistborn, um, uh, Skyward, uh, The Demon Cycle. I've read a bunch of different series, so I just started a new one because it's hard to find. It's hard to find that perfect series where it's like it hits, checks all the boxes, where it's got like a dope magic system, and it's got characters that are interesting, and a story that's like you know like compelling, right? Um, so I found one that I think so far is pretty good. And it's called the uh, Lightbringer series by Brent Weeks. And um, I just finished the first book and started the second one. And it, the magic system is all based around light and color. And so basically there's people called drafters who uh, they can see shades of colors. Um, and they can pull in that color into their eyeballs and, and make this magical substance called Luxin. And Luxon can be, you know, it can be liquid, it can be solid, it can be gaseous, depending on what color it is. And they all have different properties. So some are flammable, some are sharp. Well, not sharp, but like rigid and, and you can make weapons out of them. Some are very sturdy and slightly flexible. Some are, you know, when exposed to air, they kind of, you know, uh, combust and things like that. So there's all sorts of cool properties to them. And then, but most people are born, not everyone can draft. And um, then the next most common thing is people can do like one color and they can actually only see that one color. So if you're if you're like a a green drafter, like you basically see the world in shades of gray and green. Um, And so when you see a source of green, you can suck it out with your eyeballs, basically. Uh, But then there's like bichromes and polychromes, which are people who can do two colors or multiple colors. And then um, once a generation, there's a someone known as a prism who can draft all the colors 
and he's like the leader of the, the magical world kind of thing. So it's pretty cool. Um, it kind of follows a, a several different characters and, um, uh, and then there's like political intrigue. There's people like raising, rising up and rebelling against the prism and everything. And are there any people that say, I don't see color? <laughs> No. no, they definitely do. There's yeah. a lot of racist people in this book. <laughs> um, but Second question. Yeah. Once they pull a color, uh-huh. is it depleted? Like, if you walk around with, like, a red glove, can you consistently pull? Yeah. In fact, so you don't run out. Right. You don't run out. In fact, um, a lot of people will, will wear um, color-tinted spectacles, you know, glasses. Yeah. Of their I'm aware with spectacles. <laughs> they call them spectacles in the book, but then I felt stupid calling them spectacles, so I wanted to clarify. <laughs> um, they'll have different color ones that they could put on, which tints everything. So, like, um, if you see a white wall, like, it's white right now, but if you put green spectacles on, then you it, green reflects off. There's a bunch of, like, science stuff that they try to explain how the magic works, which is always kind of interesting. But basically, it's all about light reflection. So... If you take green spectacles and look at black, even though inside black there's like all the colors kind of thing, um, it doesn't reflect any light back at you. So a white wall, though, can reflect any color. So there's a bunch of cool little you know, things. And there's like one kid in, in the school called the Chromarium. He invented ones that have little tabs on them where he can flip different colors and stuff. He's like the cool little inventor kid. So it, it's cool so far. Um, and there's like, even in the first book, there's like a big ass twist. You're like, what the fuck? I didn't even realize, you know, about halfway through you come to this weird realization, um, about where some characters alliances lie and things like that. Um, but one of the coolest parts about it, I think is there's these guys called color whites where basically the more you use your power, the more infused your body gets with that particular color. And the way you can kind of tell is uh, you'll start seeing the color in the person's eyes and they'll have like a halo around their eye in that color or whatever color they draft the most kind of thing, right? So you can tell what kind of junkie they are. Yes, exactly. You can tell. And then what happens is the eye fills up more and more with that color. Eventually the halo around the iris breaks and then they start to go crazy and they start losing control of themselves. And like depending on what color you're drafting, each one has like a – like an emotion tied with it, red obviously uh, angry, but orange is greed, uh, green is uh, like wildness and freedom, blue is logic and things like that. So they'll start going crazy in in one of those directions, which is kind of cool. And they're called color whites. So you can't like pretty cool. You can't balance yourself out and like try to get rid of the colors from your eye. Apparently, well, at least not yet. In you know, at least not through book one. No one has figured that out yet. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool. And one thing I I do like about it, you know, I think that most of the time when I'm thinking about fantasy books or movies or TV shows or whatever, I like a hard magic system. And kind of what I mean by that for anyone who doesn't know is that I like a magic system that has a defined set of limits and a defined, you know, mechanic to it. Right. That's interesting because Star Wars is the opposite. Correct. (laughs) No, no. and, And I totally agree, and it's. But I think one thing that that um, when it comes to something like Star Wars, right? It's it is a soft magic. The Force itself is a ma- soft magic. System. At least in the beginning, George Lucas tried to do that in the in what was it? Well, midichlorians yeah, is and trying then people to make it. In. Fucking hated that shit. Yeah. But then also, people also flipped out when Ray suddenly knew how to force heal. 
Yeah. And then Princess Leia could fly through space and be okay. So, you know, I think I think that just points out what a soft magic system doesn't do very well. Lord of the Rings is a soft magic system. Gandalf can can seemingly do whatever he needs to do at the time, right? He can catch a moth and tell it, whisper it little sweet nothings, and it goes finds the eagles. Um, he can also make his staff glow white, or sometimes that that the white light coming off of his staff hurts things. You know, we it's one of those things you never really know yeah. what's happening. Harry Potter is kind of you know, I think Harry Potter is kind of uh, a softer magic system, though. There are rules where you have to have, say, a wand, and you have to be able to say the correct word in the correct way. But at the same time, there's no, there's no uh, uh, economy to it, right? You don't have you you don't run out of the ability to do magic. You don't get tired of it. You don't have to eat more calories to do more magic or anything like that. So, so. to counter that storm stormlight archive, where you need like a power source, and if you run out, then you're fucking done. Right. Yeah. So you need stormlight, right, from the little uh, gems, gemstones, and things like that. So you suck the light out of there, and the light is magic power, you know. And then once you're done using it, you're out. You can't do any more magic. You can't will yourself to do more. Yeah. So in the, in in this Lightbringer uh, series, it's definitely closer to a hard magic system there are specific properties to each of these kinds of color um you can only use them you know when you can see it but the body does you know you get tired um from doing it so you only have you can only use it until your body literally gives up and yeah. stops doing it and then you can only use it for a certain amount of time before you literally start to go crazy and you know lose your mind kind of thing. So pretty I, interesting stuff. I believe you that it's a good book. Mm -hmm. You haven't stirred me wrong on books, but like it, hearing it being described, it's like seems a little weird. I'm sure if I read it or listen to yeah. it, then it's like, oh, okay, okay, I get it. it. Well, I will say this. So where Stormlight Archive, you know, which we talk about a lot on this show, is uh, they tell you exactly how it works for the most part, right? Like there's. There's stormlight. You suck that in, and then you can use the power. What? And then you find out more later, as far as like different people have different powers, different nights, radiance, things like that. Um, this one, I feel like you really have. You're discovering it along with certain characters, and as things happen in the book, Harry Potter is a good example of where you kind of learn how everything works with Harry Potter. Right? He's going to school. He's an outsider going to Hogwarts. And that's how he learns how the magic system works. In this one, there is a character, Kip, who does eventually go to the school. But, like, things happen, so many things happen in the first book that he doesn't even really go into the school until the second book. And so you have this whole one book where you're kind of learning things as you go, and slight little things are getting explained to this character, Kip. Um, by people like, oh, you're you're a dumbass. You don't you don't know how Luxon works. Well, here, you know, it's like orange is slick, red is flammable, blah blah blah, and they kind of go through it. So it, it's not a book where they really lay it out in front of you. You have to kind of piece things together on your own, which not my favorite way of doing it, but it's interesting, and I think it's a cool world. And there's some really interesting stuff that happens as far as like, you know, finding out who's actually a good guy and who's actually a bad guy. So um, a lot of a lot of intrigue and you know, deception and things like that going on. So I would check it out. It's called Lightbringer by uh, Brent Weeks. The first book is called, I think, The Black Prism, I think is what it's called. You know, since we're talking about books, mm -hmm. uh, isn't the Winds of Winter, the new Game of Thrones book, supposed to come out like this month? 
I think I think he had I think he had made a promise like if it wasn't out by July 29th, 2020, yeah, that fans could arrest him. Well, I mean, <laughs> what are we on? The 29th. It should be out today. <laughs> should be out today. Hey, did Winds of Winter come out today? Yeah. I mean, we'll find out when you guys listen. You guys, yeah. this is going to come out a, a week later, but. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not going to hold my breath. That one and then uh, Doors of Stone, which is the new Patrick Rothfuss Kingkiller Chronicle book, which we've also been waiting on for nine years. Um, I'm just, you know, when it comes out, awesome. I'll read it, uh, but I'm not, I, I'm, I'm over, I'm over, you know, worrying about it and like being like, oh, when's it going to come out? I'm just, you know, I've lost interest in it realistically. I, I definitely want to listen to the audiobooks, but I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's still the last season of Game of Thrones still stings. Uh, how long has it been now? Is it a year? Uh, yeah, I think it was, I think it was exactly a year because we were watching the last season when I was in Hawaii last year at Thomas's wedding. Yeah. And I think he just had a one year anniversary. Yeah, it still stings a year later. <laughs> Well, that's one thing that George R. R. Martin says that his will be different from what the show does, which is both good and bad. I hate. I think that if we had just read what had happened through his books, I, I think it would have been much more easy to accept and easy to swallow, kind of thing. Because it was rushed. It was. Way it was too rushed, rushed, and I think that's that's what made it bad. Like if they were to go back, you know, and and you know, do another. 10, 15 episodes to fill in all the story that came out of nowhere in the last season of the show. Maybe, I think maybe one I, episode of the dragons traveling to go save John. Yeah. Or like a couple episodes of Daenerys turning evil, yeah. you know, it's like, Oh, okay. Well this starts to make more sense, but yeah. Um, I, I think it was rushed. And that's one thing that books do really well um, is that you have plenty of time to make sure there's foreshadowing, there's motivation, there's all the things that make characters believable, you know. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath. And then like the Patrick Rothfuss one, man, every time I watch a stream of him, I get so mad. <laughs> and I know I know our friend uh, Satine Phoenix is like friends with him. But I, I, I want to tell her, I'm like, dude, tell him to write that fucking book. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Patrick Rothfuss wrote the famous, uh, now famous or almost infamous book, Name of the Wind, which is a best-selling fantasy book. Definitely, like, I will say it's one of my favorite books and series of all time. It's really, really, really good. But when he first released the book, it came, all this praise came out. Everyone's like, oh my God, he's the next, he's the next George R.R. R. Martin. He's the next J.R. Tolkien. Um... And when they interviewed him, he was like, yeah, I have, it's going to be three books long. And I basically have all the books, you know, at least outlined, you know, most of them are written already. So, um, we should be able to see this come out, you know, pretty regularly until it comes out, until it's finished. Um, flash forward to now, which is 15 years later or whatever it is. First book came out, then it took like two years. And then the second book came out normal amount of time from that second book to this third book. It has been nine, almost ten years. First off, Satine's not going to say anything because she's so sweet. She's yeah, she's very a, nice. She's, she's not such a sweet anything. person. She's not going to say anything. Second, I get why he's delaying simply what you just told me. If someone had told me, oh, my God, I'm the next Tolkien, I'm like, holy shit, I cannot fuck this up. Yeah. I would be terrified of, of ruining it. And people would be like, oh, this guy's trash. Like, there's so – it sounds like there's so much you like – There's you know, a lot of pressure. I, I – you know, first of all, like, I agree. I think there's a lot of pressure and, you know – 
um, to live up to that kind of, you know, standards would be difficult. Here's why I hate him. <laughs> um, you don't, you're, you're upset. No, I, I hate him. <laughs> uh, it's fine if he's taken this long. I mean, like I have not written a book in the 33 years that I've been alive. Right. Um, 33, right. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, 87, yeah, yeah, 33. <laughs> you ever do that now? Now I'm just getting to that point where I just don't even like, know yeah, anymore. you know, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> but he is, so not only has he not released the book, which is fine, like take your time. Art takes time, I get it. But every time someone asks him about it or like asks about his progress, he's like, look, I'll tell you when I'm done, okay? I'll tell you when I, when I get there, you know? And he had this one interview where he, he was doing like internet questions, right, from readers. And uh, someone was like, hey, you know, when's Doors of Stone coming out, which is the title of the new book? He's like, look, look it, you think if I had a publication date for Doors of Stone that I would be telling you on a on a random, you know, question like, you know, ask me anything or whatever it was? It's like, no, no. If, if I had a publication date... I would create a blog post and you would all know because you would see it on my website and you would see it in my blog. Like, so just use your fucking brain. Why? Well, yeah, that's what he says. Use your fucking brain. If I, when I have a publication date, I'll do it. Just stop fucking asking. And I'm like, you said this to your fan. Yeah, to a fan. You know what I mean? So that's, that's why I'm upset is that like, not only, you know, George R. R. Martin is at least apologetic about it. He's like, look, you know, I, I realize, you know, I need to do more time. I've, I've taken way too long. I am working on it. Um, and w- once I get done, I'll release it. I, you know, I'm sorry it's taken so long, but, you know, I am working on it. That's see, all you need to say. See, I feel spoiled with Stephen King and uh, The Dark Tower where, you yeah. know, when I picked it up, they were all. Yeah, were when all I out. picked that one up, there was only like two books left. So, or, or maybe just one book, actually. It might have just been the last one. In fact, when I started the series and when I was about to finish it, uh, it was like 4.5 came out, uh, Wins Through the Keyhole. So. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. so I was like, oh. Which I still haven't finished. I, I have it. I actually have two copies of it. Someone else got it for me. And I... <laughs> but um... It's good. You know, it was it was nice. Um, I guess I won't say I don't want to ruin for anyone who's going to pick up this series, but it was nice visiting old friends, I'll say. Like yeah. these characters that you go through this long trek with. So it was kind of nice. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, that's why I hate pa- Patrick Rothfuss. I just think he's kind of a dick. He's very full of himself when it comes to that, you know, and, and I get it, man. Like, I'm sure you're tired of people asking you about the book, but remember you were the one who said that you had everything pretty much written already, right? He's talking out of his ass. Yeah. He's talking out of his ass, which is fine. Just be like, look, you know, it, I have an idea for how it is. I just haven't, you know, I'm not happy with it yet. Are you still going to read it? I'm still gonna read it. Yeah, I'm gonna get that I hate shit. this guy. I'm gonna you get it the shit. fucking day it comes out. I just reread the first two. I love his books, but he's an asshole. Isn't that interesting? How like you can love the work but hate the artist? Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's really hard. It's like Tom Cruise. Like Tom Cruise movies, but he's kind of a weird fucking guy. Yeah, he's a weird fucking dude for sure. But I fucking love Tom Cruise movies. You know? Yeah, I mean, and you know, and there's and like Louis C.K. He's obviously a terrible person. Man, some of those fucking comedy specials you know, were hilarious. I, they have a weird, they have a weird feel to them now. I, I have a weird sense with Louis C.K. where it's like I feel like he was basically telling us who he was this whole time. He yeah. has so many masturbation jokes. I know. Yeah, going back and l- listening to him, you're like, oh. and I'm not, I'm not okaying anything he did. 
Right. But it's like it's kind of like he was like, I mean, the evidence was there. We shouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, what it, you're it was, yeah, like yeah. like Bill Cosby still surprised. Oh yeah, dude, he didn't let people curse. He hated when people curse. Mm-hmm. Yet he was fine roofing women and like, yeah. what kind of fucking weirdo is that? That one's a surprise. Louis C.K. is one of those ones where it's like, oh, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, even Cristalia, I'm like, man, kind of like, makes eh, sense. Look at him. Yeah, <laughs> look at him. Guy doesn't drink or do drugs. He's a weirdo. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, yeah. Check out uh, check out Lightbringer, or Name of the Wind. And just just be prepared to be disappointed with Name of the Wind once you're done. You're like, I want this epic story, and then Cody just wants people to suffer with him. Yeah, just <laughs> together in misery. Um, so we were going to talk a little bit about uh, the new PlayStation Four game, Ghost 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 of Tsushima, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last week. We didn't want to go too far into it because we had our guest, uh, Joe, with us. Who hadn't played it yet. Who hadn't played it yet. We didn't want to ruin things for him. And we don't want to ruin things for you. So this will be a... There'll be some light spoilers oh, for I was going to go hard spoilers. But if we go light... Yeah, we can go, Okay, we can go... Have you finished the whole game yet? You I haven't, haven't finished... Did you finish it? No. Okay. I'm on Act 3, though. I, I could be at Act 3, but I'm doing all the side missions. Yeah, I've... I gave up on some of those because I wasn't getting enough from them. But <laughs> we'll go we'll go into some detail. We will uh, we'll start broad and then we'll narrow it down and give you a spoiler warning. And then, uh, but like we said last week, it's definitely a game that I think everyone should play. If you have a PS4, it's a hundred percent worth it to get it. It's basically like playing Red Dead Redemption or Grand Theft Auto, but you're a freaking samurai. Um, so or ninja. <laughs> Or a ninja, kind of. A samurai with ninja tendencies. Kind of how you want to play. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I I will say, first of all, the game is absolutely stunning. It's it's gorgeous. Yeah. It is if you have a if you have a like decent TV and decent Mm -hmm. headphones, there are times where like I almost feel like I'm in the scene. Like that's how gorgeous the game is. Like it makes me miss being in nature. Like, right. that's how beautiful the game is. Yeah, I'm like, and then I look outside at my ugly street that I live on. I'm yeah. like, ugh, <laughs> gross. Where are these beautiful red maple leaves falling down and, you know, or fireflies on the grass yeah. and stuff? Um, there's there's so much in the game. Mm-hmm. and Smoke in the distance that yeah. you go up to and it's a burning village or something. Little, there's little frogs hopping around mm-hmm. um, in the mud. Like, there's so many details that you can miss if you're not paying attention. And I think you said this last time. It's like there's like no loading time. Very little. If, Though I did notice some the other day, but on stupid stuff. Like when I'm looking at my different – you can – a couple of the cool like cosmetic things you can do. You can do different headbands, masks, I noticed sword that. things. If you want to change the color, it kind of takes forever. It takes forever to change the thing. Which, which was, if there was going to be an issue, like I don't give a yeah, shit. Like, yeah, exactly. That's it. I'm fine. If that's like the main loading times. But like when you're changing like swords or whatever, it's like load – Load, load, and then it pops up. There was a couple of times I was like, "Did I did my game freeze?" And then I'll move it. I'm like, "Oh no, it's just taking forever." Yeah, but whatever. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, for some reason they didn't think that one through. But that that besides that, but I mean, going from place to place and mission to mission, very low load times. I was very impressed, um, especially considering this is the end of the PlayStation 4's lifespan. You know what I mean? So you you would think like you know, Last of Us had quite a few. Long load screens yeah. when you're starting up a new mission or you die or I whatever. I'd even go as far to say it Ghost of Tsushima looks better. It than, does than I'd say 
when you do close-ups on the face, I think Last of Us is a little bit better just for facial expression and mocap or whatever. But I will say I think overall from a, you know, environment and character and, you know, uh, particle effects, you know, I think that Ghost of Tsushima is far, far better. And I love I don't I don't know if they did this, but mm. I feel like when they were doing the motion cap for um Khan, uh, I forget his his name because he's actually not. It, the, it wasn't Benedict Wong who I thought yeah, it was. No. It was it was a uh, it was someone hell, Irish sounding. Yeah. remember. And oh, so when he moves, you can it, you the, you can see there's weight to his outfit, yes. mm-hmm. like the way it mo- like it's not like when you watch a movie. It and, like, seems like a, it seems like it's not a guy wearing a. Like a, a skin tight Under Armour thing, it feels like he's got big furs. And yeah, armor and well, on. if you look at the bottom when he moves, like the way he moves, you could tell it has some weight. Like it's mm-hmm. not just moving. Like, like, like you could tell. I mean, it's hard to describe, but like when you're watching a CG movie and you watch these big hulking characters land on something, it's like, oh, they didn't make an indent on the ground, or, or like, you know, it looks like he's made out of like paper. They're moving unencumbered. And yeah, no, like but that. this guy, you could tell there's some weight to him. And, yeah, and I've noticed that even on the characters you fight the villains like they did a great job mm-hmm. with the armor and and everything looks like it actually has some like gravity the physics to it. seem really good yeah. you know um you know when you're when you're shooting arrows and stuff they they don't just go on forever yeah they and they, they curve arc yeah. and they arc and stuff like that and um you know when you're jumping off of i don't know if you've had this but if you jump off of something high like you get hurt like one of those <laughs> Yeah, like you get hurt, but not. Do you ever have that thing where if you're jumping high and it's too high and you realize halfway down, you get that falling sensation yeah. in your own chest? You're like, oh, like your your nuts suck up into your body to protect themselves. I've had, I've had that where I like I went to jump off of a lighthouse and have you got? There's a grappling hook. Have you got yeah, that grappling, you got the hook? grappling hook? Yeah. So like one of the cool things I like doing you, is like jumping out a window and then grappling hook behind me to like you, you miss know, Batman. I missed the little the little R two button doesn't doesn't pop up and I'm like no so halfway down I get this thing where your whole body clenches up and you're like Ugh. and bra- you're waiting bracing, for the impact bracing for impact yeah and so it's a good game when when it makes you feel like that you know I've definitely like um where I didn't realize something was too high mm-hmm. and I'm on my I named my horse Kage and I'm on yeah. Kage Me and too. I'm like oh shit he's gonna get hurt and like I got fucking terrible like dude i was like if i killed kage i'm gonna fucking hate myself forever and then luckily enough like it, he didn't he gets up i was like oh I was like thank god yeah i definitely i definitely chopped him with my katana one time when i was like Bastard. going after bad guys and he was just standing there i'm just like Woof. and he was like like oh sorry buddy um yeah it, it it's definitely it very realistic when it comes to a lot of things plus there's things like the environment is just so beautiful to like go through and there's all sorts of little secret things. We talked about it briefly how there's no compass in the game. Yeah. You it just keeps use the wind. Keeps it very immersive, right? Rather than having a little arrow pointing you to the next mission or whatever, the literal wind in the game points you in that direction. So it blows and it moves the, the environment around you. So, you know, you have to look at the grass and the trees and stuff um or the leaves falling through the air. Uh, to find your next, you know, mission or quest or whatever. I will say I always feel bad when I have to kill an animal. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, all right, well, because if you want to upgrade your um, 
some of your ammo, you yeah. need animal hide. And I'm like, oh, man, that bear's just chilling, man. Like, he's yeah. not bothering me. Yeah, and in fact, you see them, like, fighting Mongols. I'm like, I should be thanking that bear. Yeah. Thanks, bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right. Yeah, I, I'm either like, thanks, bear, or thanks, Mongols. I just murder whoever won. <laughs> I've never seen the Mongols win. I've oh, really? always seen the bear yeah. just win. I've, I've had it happen a couple times. The Mongols kill them. I'm like, <laughs> dead Mongols? <laughs> Get their stuff and get the bear stuff. And then the Mongol dogs, too, you can kill. I don't like killing dogs, man. I didn't like doing it in The Last of Us. I don't like doing it here. I like how they're like the... They're, they're the... They're the... Uh, the what are the Mastiffs, I think? Um, yeah, they're like Tibetan mountain Mastiffs or they're whatever huge. they're called. They're big fluff balls. Yeah. But they're so angry all the time when they want <laughs> they to They hate kill. Japanese people. They hate... They're such racist dogs. <laughs> um, But, uh, yeah, you know, you got to take those guys out for sure. I just throw kunai knives at them. Oh, does that work? Yeah, totally. Nice. Especially once you upgrade those things, those things will take out anything. There's uh, there's hawks later, too, Mongol hawks. I've seen them. I haven't done anything to them. Yeah. I'm well, not going to try to track one in the air. Yeah, sometimes they, sometimes they spot you and they alert all the other yeah. Mongols to you, so I just throw <laughs> kunais up at them. <laughs> well, then they know where you are anyway. Nope. No, they're cool. If you, if you do it sly enough, they don't <laughs> notice. Where'd the hawk go? I don't know. He's yeah, off fucking around with a rabbit or something. Um, and uh, I will say, like, the, the armor that you get is all very cool. Like, if you're a big fan of samurai movies or samurai anime, there's a little something for everyone in there. There's several full-on pieces of samurai armor with dope-ass, like, helmets with, like, big old horns on them little crescent moons and the little flappy deals coming off the helmets. Um, and as you like upgrade your armor, it changes appearance, which is really cool too. Um, and then there's also like the Ronin outfit. I hated that one. Yeah. Because everyone else, all the straw hat samurais had very, very cool like outfits and particularly yeah. uh, Ryoku or Ryoku. Yeah. And I was like, dude, his is dope. And he's like, Oh, I got one for you. And cause you're going on a mission. And it's like, that's a shite arm. Like, dude, that looks like crap compared to everyone else. It's like, why do I get the crap one? Well, one thing with that one is when you change colors, it actually changes material, too. Okay. So if you do, you know, there's a, a customization thing where you can do armor dyes. And um, if you change it to, say, red, it's not just red of the same exact cloth. You'll get different patterns and stuff on it. So um, you can make some pretty cool stuff, and then you have to pair it with a good-looking hat. Like that red straw hat I got is pretty dope. I like that one a lot. Fuck the straw hat samurai. Or Dude, the straw. Yeah, fuck those guys for sure. Fuck them. All right, here we're going to – now that we've kind of told you our broad opinion, we'll get into some little spoilers. We still haven't finished the game, so don't worry about that. It's not going to finish the ending because we don't know the ending yet, though I have some ideas. Um, but we will tell you a few little plot points, so a little spoiler alert for you guys. I wanted to like him so much. <laughs> uh, Ryoku? I want – I even the Ryoku? Because there's game. there's parts in the game where you can choose the dialogue. You can it's, yeah. It's, sometimes you can say something mean, uh, like mean, or like something rude, or you can say something nice. And like when he didn't show up on the first act, I defended him. I was just like, me too. I defended you. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, well. You so know. this character is the leader of the Straw Hat Ronin, which Ronin are samurais with no master, so they're not the ones who work for the warlord. They're like mercenaries basically, and he's a childhood friend of the main character, um, Jin. Jin. and um they had always kind of grown up together but Jin came from a very wealthy family son of a samurai and nephew to the war leader warlord um and then ryoku ryoko 
I forget. It. It's, it's it's R Y U K O, but Ryuko. 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 That's what it is. Um, he you know did not come from a wealthy family, so he became. But they trained together, so they constantly like grew up together and battled each other. And there's a tournament. And there's a tournament where he could have, if he had won, he would have gone on to become a samurai. Right. And of course, it was them two at the last battle. Yep. And Jin, not wanting to disappoint his uncle, fought very fierce, and he won. And he won. Yeah. Apparently, you know, Ryoku or Ryoku had some feelings about it. Yeah, exactly. And so he ends up betraying you, and working for the Mongols. And he does some terrible things, like he lights some people on fire. fire. Yeah. Yeah. His own people. His own people. Um, and you can see, like, obviously he's very distraught by it, but at the same time, he still does it and he did it voluntarily. So, um, yeah, he's, he's a real son of a bitch. Well, I mean, if you, if you think about all his allies, mm-hmm. they're all not great people. Masako, like. She murders a lot of people. For murders sure. a lot of people. Some people like, like they needed evidence from these people and because she's so pissed off, she'll. She, she just chops her head off. And it's like, yo, she, she's a badass bitch for sure. <laughs> but it's it's like, yo, come like also like everyone she loved and like cared for betrayed her. I'm like, dude, either you're a shit person or you only surrounded yourself with shit people. Like, well, a lot. I mean, her whole family got murdered, but like she got betrayed by like friends handmaidens, friends, and fucking yeah. like old samurai that she hired. Like, dude, everyone she had around it was a piece of shit person. Yeah, and I've always had a gut feeling. I was like, I don't know if I trust her. And then I just got to the part. I don't know if you got into it. Have, have you finished no. all her missions? No. Okay, never not mind. I'm not going to. Mm, There's some mind. stuff that sh- she has some a dark past. There's some fucking shit, man. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean. and, and that's But what, that's how great the game is. Like, there's so much story. There's even mini stories. Like, I guess we were talking about you didn't even do. I, like, I'm taking forever because I'm doing a lot of the side missions. Yeah, I did a lot of them in the beginning, but then I kind of stopped after I saw, like, they don't give you very much reputation or experience. And I'm like. And then I, I started going after. I really went after all the mythical techniques. So I have um, heavenly strike. The heavenly strike, <laughs> and then the second one. Um, uh, he does a bunch of quick little movements. Yeah, I forgot what that it one takes was three, um, three of the um, what you call it. The resolve points. The resolve yeah, to yeah, use. Yeah, yeah. I forgot the name of that. And I have the archer's armor, which I was a little disappointed in. Yeah, I mean. Oh, and I have the archer's bow. Yeah, yeah, the long bone. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm doing the six Ronin that you have to uh, fight. Yeah, I just finished that one. You get some c- cool-looking armor. Yeah, it's actually okay-looking armor, but it has some interesting perks. The best armor, though, is the um, clan... Jin Sakai? J- clan Sakai armor is really cool. I like their logo. It's really dope. Yeah, it yeah. Like he's got it on the little sword yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, but that one, once you upgrade it, you can increase your showdown, and the showdown is uh, basically if you come up to a, a group of bad guys and they don't see you, you can um, you can uh, basically you can challenge them. Challenge them. Um, oh, my dad's calling me. I'll have to call him back. He's so, working on selling my car today. Oh, probably sold it. Nice. So the, you can do the, the standoff where you basically you challenge yeah, the strongest one. Face, come and face me. And yeah. you have to, like, you're both leveled with your swords, right? And then you have, like, when the other guy goes to attack you, you have to, like, cut him, like, underneath kind of thing. But he'll try to fake you out and stuff. That's what I found very interesting. So, like, I love that as you progress in the game and you get stronger, so do the enemies. Yes. Because before, they didn't 
fake and they got right. me they start pump faking a couple times yeah, like exactly. oh shit like i fucked up and then it was like oh they're only pump fake once then they really come in then they'll pump fake twice yeah. or they won't pump fake at, at all, all and just fuck. move yeah so you really have to be into it and what's cool about the sakai armor is that when you upgrade it you can get an additional two kills on that streak oh so instead of three you can get five five and so and then i don't know if you've gotten this yet but there's a technique called the demon stance no not yet which is it's a fun time <laughs> um but basically one of the qualifiers to use it is you have to kill like so many enemies without taking damage and so by by using that showdown mechanic and getting five kills right off the bat um with a chance to like terrify the yeah. enemies where, where they'll basically fall down on the ground and try to crawl away from you like you can get that demon stance uh, ability nice much faster which is really cool um i will say like what what are some of your complaints about the game i mean i don't have many i that's one of the things i was trying to think is i felt like you were gonna ask me i i really don't have one i thought i was going to hate the blowgun just because it seemed and it was actually very interesting. I still haven't really used it that much. I got it, but then I always forget that I have it. So you haven't used it at all? I've used it like twice. Okay, so what I loved is like when I got it, I'm like, I don't necessarily agree a lot with the uncle because the uncle is very much traditional, have to do samurai. He hates that he's been, you know, Jin has been going around and stabbing people in it the back. To, it comes to some tension later on. And it's like, well, you know, we're this way of fighting is not like the traditional like with honor right face to face it's not going to work against this enemy because that's not the way they're fighting right. that would work samurai versus samurai right so Jin is adapting and he has to change in order to succeed so and i normally i agree with Jin with a lot of his actions I'm like yo makes sense yeah when i got the blowgun that was when i was like it feels kind of feels cowardly. a little dirty it feels a little dirty <laughs> even when his uh caretaker tells him she you know she was using it for rats and he's like good make it stronger and i'm like yeah. holy shit we Jen. have a big rat problem yeah. here in tsushima so what i loved about it the first time i used it as soon as you like hit someone with it it triggers a memory with your uncle oh where it's like nice. he starts talking about like how, how assassins are yeah and like and in cowards and i was like holy shit and that was like a neck a cool little thing i really did like how they were doing that and then they kind of stopped halfway through like you didn't get as many of those but i wanted i like where it'll stop the middle of what you're doing the middle of a mission yeah and do this flashback where you're learning things from your uncle and stuff but yeah i think I think it's an interesting story where, you know, obviously the uncle is all about honor and doing it the samurai way, right? Where the samurai way is, you know, calling out to your, you know, and challenging your opponents. You both each send your best swordsmen together, and which they, you see at the beginning yeah. of the, the game. They send their best swordsmen out to fight the best swordsmen of the Mongols and settle it that way. But then the Mongols just light that guy on fire and they just slaughter all the samurais. Yeah. So, you know, Jin is doing whatever it takes to save his people and save his country. And the uncle can't come to terms with that, which is leading to some tension in the part in the story where I, I am. Some things, some very bad things happen because well, of it. And it, there's also the whole class system. Like he, mm -hmm. like the uncle has a big beef with uh, Yuna who saved yeah. his nephew's life. Who's mm -hmm. the nephew went and saved the uncle. And it's like, you strictly don't like her because of her, like, she is a peasant. Like, mm -hmm. she's not a noble. Like, right. 
that's your biggest beef? Like, dude, like, get over it. Like, yeah. everything has been succeeding because literally she started it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like she literally saved Jin right at the beginning, and the whole story. The only reason any of this is successful is because of her saving him yeah. and helping him. Yeah. So, um, so I, there's just there's so many dynamics in the game. The mm-hmm. whole class system. Um, you know what's right, what's wrong. Like right. Like, I, I get where the uncle's coming from. Like, if we do it this way, it's like we're losing our soul. But it's like, well, at the cost of, what, thousands yeah. of people's lives, like, all these peasants are going to fucking die? Yeah. And you and you see that. Like, you know, like, there's, there's, you know, levels in the game where you literally, if you try to go in there, like, the uncle would want and challenge the enemies and just fight them. Yeah, people are going to die. Yeah. Innocent people are going to die. Yeah. Or you as the player is going to die very quickly because there's just too many mongols and not enough samurai right um so you have to learn a new way of doing things now i don't think the story is going to go in this direction because this is based off of actual things that happened in history though the whole ghost thing i I don't know if that's a real thing but the mongols did invade the islands of tsushima which are uh these southern territories of japan and um and they were, you know, in the end thwarted and they went back to Mongolia and Korea and all that stuff. But I, I think it would be really cool from a narrative standpoint if, you know, if Jin goes off and creates like the ninjas, which I don't think is actually going to happen. That's, I, that's, at least that's where I feel the game is going. Like, I, I feel like there's definitely aspects of that. Like, I would love if he like if he gets approached by ninjas at the end and they're like, we've been watching you or whatever. You should come join us. I think that would be really cool. But I just, I think too much of it is based in history for them to really, really lean too hard into the ninjas. But he's definitely acting like a ninja for yeah, sure. absolutely. Um, well, you have options. I mean, you can... Yeah, you can just go in, you know, sword sword swinging every single time. But you can also be really tricky and go on tight wires and use smoke bombs. And I love the smoke oh, bombs. Oh, the smoke bombs are great. Yeah. My own, so here's a couple of my complaints because I know you didn't have. You didn't I have actually I thought of one after. So okay, one of my one of my main complaints is you talk to a lot of NPCs throughout this game, right? Which is fine. I mean, every game this big is going to have it. I hate how first of all, there's no way to skip when you realize that they're not telling you something important. <laughs> they're just like, oh yeah, you should follow the golden birds. They'll lead you to secrets throughout the island. I'm like, I've heard this 50 times so far, <laughs> but it won't let you skip it. You know. So I do wish that they had that built in. You just hit circle or something and you can skip past it. Um, and I actually, another thing I wish is that I wish there were more customizable options be, because I feel like the, the amount of dyes and colors and things like that that they give you just doesn't feel like there's enough. Like so far I've only gotten like three for one kind of armor um, and they don't seem to unlock very fast. I thought that would have been an easy thing for them to add more of. And if you think about complaints, it's not a fucking. They're not it's, yeah, big. It's, yeah, it's not a big deal. Like, oh, I have to sit through a little bit longer of an NPC talking. Who cares? So uh, the mini mini complaint I had is um, when you so not they're not showdowns like when you like or the standoffs where you chop a bunch of people. There are times where you fight certain characters one on one. Yes, a duel. The duel. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they're very heavily sided on the villain. Yes. Even even like both from a health standpoint and like a mechanics and standpoint. like how they regenerate their blocking back. Um, mm-hmm. In particular, like when I'm, I'm like I started the you fight six Ronin samurai. Yes. And the first one was giving me such a hard time. I was like, dude, 
this guy, like, he's a low-level Ronin samurai. Like, he right. should not, like, compared to Jin, who's, like, a higher and had, you know, lifetime of training, this should be a lot easier. So, to fix it, I just started using all my technique points for the, um, I forgot what the sword versus sword stance is. I don't know if it's stone. Oh, stone stance. Yeah. yeah, so now that I've used, I've upgraded that, now it feels a little bit more balanced. But now I feel like it's a little bit unequal. Where, like, for spear, shield, and the heavy guys, sure. I've been ignoring those. So it's like, eh, I mean, that's that's the one complaint. Which I feel is going to screw me over when I have to fight if there's a duel against Khan. Because I don't know which one he is. Because yeah. he's definitely a, hever, a heavier guy, and he definitely uses a spear. Yeah, I know. So, like, if well, that battle what, comes, like, I don't know if I'm not going to be equipped for it. That's one thing, too, is most of those duels you do are just sword on sword. Um, though I have done one, I think, against a guy with a shield. Most of the time, you're doing it against other samurai, though, when, when you're yeah. doing that. So it, it will be interesting to see how much those other stances really take effect. But I think you're right. Like, those, I definitely gotten frustrated with because it's it's one of those things where it's like, man, I feel like I, feel like I blocked in time. Yeah. Or I feel like, you know, um, they'll do these little things. Kind of like if you guys ever played the Arkham Asylum games where – There'll be a little flash above them, a little, you know, little light or something to signify that they're about to attack. Yeah. And it's time to dodge or block or what have you. And so red ones are unblockable. Unblockable. You just got to dodge. So you got to dodge, right? And, but that's the other frustration because I've upgraded my where you can block blue, but you can't block all the blues, which is fucking weird. Right. Right. Exactly. And so um, you can upgrade it so you can parry these blue flashes or white, no, bluish like blue. white. Yeah. Um, which is cool, but then sometimes when you're doing those duels, it doesn't it work. Won't. Yeah, or they'll do two of those in a row, and you block one, but even though you're still holding block or trying to hit block, the the timing's off or whatever, and it stabs you. And they take a lot of health a lot, off. a fucking lot. So, and I feel like I'm very good at the perfect parry when it's Mongols. Yeah, and so yet when it's the duel, I can barely pull one right. off. A hundred percent. The game mechanics, I think, change a little bit too much. It's, it's. I feel like it's way, and I get it. They want to make it more dramatic, but mm -hmm. it's, it's a little bit. I feel too favored on the villain. Yes, I, I, I think you're right on that too. I, I, I'd see. I'd like to see that a little bit more polished off in like a, you know, patch notes or something like that to come out. Because I think that, you know, it takes away from this epic showdown. They start this long cinematic, another one I wish we could kind of skip because every single time the <laughs> with the thumb. Although I will say it's very satisfying oh, to hear it. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, it's amazing. And I did, I, I have taken to putting the game into Kurosawa mode each time I do a duel because nice. it fucking looks awesome. <laughs> um, I figured I would beat the game. This is how much I love the game and I know I'm going to replay it. I figured I'd beat the game like this and then go back yeah. and do a Kurosawa in Japanese. Next time, just just on your next duel, just switch it into Kurosawa mode. You can just do it right as you start the thing and it just it's amazing. Looking. All right. Um, next uh, swordsman, you, Ronin guy you face. Um, but yeah, I think that could have been polished off a little bit more um, just because you know, it's supposed to feel like this epic battle where, like, you, you're just pairing everything right, and it's just – it doesn't lend itself very well to it. You know, I, I get killed two or three times sometimes on, yeah. on some of the harder guys. Um, but, yeah, the, 
And then the blue ones, like, not being able to parry them sometimes, but being able to the other times. Have you upgraded almost everything on your on uh, the swords? On, the, on that one, I think I have. I think, yeah, I, it, I think it, I've got one more to do on it. Then, then it feels a little bit more balanced. Because yeah. once you get the harder triangle, then you can knock off their blocks a little bit faster. I will say this. One thing that screwed me up, too, I wish I hadn't done this, is I've upgraded the dodge. So if you hit dodge twice, you, you roll. roll. Yeah. And it for these things, it makes you too far away oh, wait, where to you come can't back. Counter. And it's yeah. like... Sometimes I don't I don't feel myself hitting the button twice, but he still rolls it, anyway. It does help when you're against a bunch of Mongols. You're like, shit, I need to get yeah, away yeah, fast. Yeah. And I wish you could like I wish you could equip techniques and yeah. unequip them. You know, make them. I play, agree. Play I forgot the, about that. I had that earlier. Where fuck, if I didn't roll, and I yeah, I'd be countered. there for a counter attack. Exactly. So, but I mean, you know, obviously we're kind of nitpicking on, on no, no, no. some of these things. The no, game's amazing. The game's fucking amazing. <laughs> I mean, the little. Maybe maybe we made them sound bigger than they are, but the the, the little critiques, uh, like it, it for most for ninety percent of the time, I'm just sitting there just in a fantasy world that I'm I'm a hundred percent enjoying. Yeah, it's just those every once in a while where I'm like, you know, I'm trying to do a specific quest line, and I'm like, God, I wish this fucking bitch would stop talking about her family. <laughs> I, I get it; they were slaughtered by the Mongols, but like, if you're not going to give me a mission, then get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of families are slaughtered by Mongols. Yeah, eh? God, if, if I had a nickel for every family that was slaughtered <laughs> by Mongols, I mean, I could buy myself out of this mess. <laughs> um, but I think for the most part, like it, just exploring around is awesome. Um, I really enjoy the um, uh, just walking around. Like I won't even ride the horse half the time when I'm going through a new area. Oh, I I'll just it. I'll just be running around and like jumping up in trees and on rocks and stuff. It's really fun. Um, here, uh, another slight complaint, which, I mean, it's, again, it's a very small thing, but I wish there were more interesting secret things to find. And I say that because there are, there are cool things, like the little fox dens where you find the little shrines, the shrines themselves where you go up, it's like a puzzle and go up. I love those. Those are really fun. Every time I find a new one are really cool. I just wish sometimes there was a – for one, they had one where you can get down really fast. Yeah, most of them a, do that. There was – like I feel like I found two where I'm like, wait, I have to do that again? That was hella hard getting up yeah. here. So Normally, if you fast go, travel. If you go – yeah, you can do that. If you go to the gate that's right by the little shrine, it'll normally say, you know, descend the shrine or whatever. Um, but I will say – I love I love in a game where you come across something you're like ooh this is a fucking secret like this is a cool like Breath of the Wild I feel like did that really well it's interesting that you brought that up because I wish that I had had the little gliding thing from Breath yes, of the Wild yes I wish I had that too <laughs> so I feel on top of a shot like I'd be fucking epic to just glide yeah, I'd be off sick of the as fuck just can glide <laughs> off of it or parachute or whatever yeah that would be cool um, but I wish there were more little fun secret things to find like for instance. I forget. I was. I found some some weird building, right? And I go inside there, and it, it was kind of tricky to get inside. You had to like climb up to the top and then drop down to the bottom or something. It wasn't very straightforward. And when you get inside, there's like a table with a million supplies on it, like like you know a bunch of iron, and you, you know you have to get resources to upgrade your weapons and talents and stuff. And so there's just a bunch of it, and I felt really accomplished when I got inside and I found this cool reward. But most of the times when you're like, ooh, this is a fucking cool thing that I'm climbing up. Like, I can't wait to get to the top. And, and there's a lot of times there's nothing up there or something, you know, it's like one little thing of supplies. And it's like, oh, that's like $10 worth of stuff. 
So I just wish there was more like really cool, interesting secrets that you could just stumble upon. The little bird didn't lead you there, but if you explored enough, you could really that, find it. That happened to me where it was kind of the opposite, where I found a shrine where there was a bunch of petals everywhere, and I was like, oh, this looks fucking cool and important. I was looking around, I'm like, there's nothing here. Yeah. There's nothing here. I was like, and it, I was like, it took me forever to get here. And I was like, "What? This sucks!" But it turns out it was it was actually one of the mythic. Uh, um... Oh yeah! Oh, the purple one. Yeah. Yes, I stumbled into that one too. And I was like, "What? There's nothing here." <laughs> I know that's what I'm talking about. And then, but then it, it ended. Then up, it, and you, that's one thing that's that's interesting about this game is like you'll come up to certain areas and you're like, "Dude, this has to be important." And then it's just you have to start a quest line, and you, then that exactly. area will you populate. You have to speak to that monk who tells you the story first, yes. and then you follow to it. Right, but I, I would prefer if you had gotten there and that lady was there, and you just challenged her. You're like, "What the fuck is this? Why am I challenging?" And and you that starts the mission. I think that would be so much more fun. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh fuck! I just stumbled upon this cool meadow that's filled with these purple flowers, and there's this Ronin lady who wants to challenge me to a duel." I, I like that more than just like, "Oh, talk to this random guy at this <laughs> town." He knows about this mythic, you know. Uh, I will say technique. though, when he's telling the story and the ink drawings, that yes. those are pretty fucking cool. They are cool, and and I think that's cool. I just wish there was more ways of entering that quest. You know, I like to be able to stumble upon fun things. <laughs> but um, overall, I mean, it's a fantastic game, and it's it's in these open world games. Oftentimes, I I feel like I'm running out of, of like patience and like. I'm running out of like interest in it. It's like, oh god, I'm gonna have to deliver another letter or whatever. This game, I really haven't felt that. Yeah. There's always something new and interesting to do, and then you could go back into a main story mission, and then like, you know, someone betrays you. You're like, oh fuck, and now that changes the dynamics of the game and stuff. So. You know, I accidentally I didn't want to do one of the so the gold missions are the one that progress the story. They yeah. really up your on the map, the gold gold color, and it really ups your your status and. Mm-hmm. Um, I accidentally stumbled and triggered one. I'm like, no, because I was like, like in the middle of doing another one, and I was lucky enough where I just I didn't do what I was supposed to do, and I just left, and it untriggered it. I was like, oh, nice. So I wasn't forced to only do that one yeah. thing. So that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I think I think for the most part, the game does a really good job of, you know, helping you along the way. And, and like I had one where it's like, this is going to be a long mission. Are you sure you want to start it? I'm like, yeah, I'm down to start it. But if I had started that at, um, oh, my friend. Speaking of which, I, my friend Anthony just finished or is about to finish Death Stranding, right? The, the mm-hmm. Hideo Kojima um, game. And um, one of he one of his friends had also just played it because it just got released on Steam. So they're playing it on their awesome gaming computers. They say it looks fantastic. But he was like, hey, if, if you're – get to this point, stop because you're about to beat the game. And if you beat the game, there's like an hour and a half long cutscene at the end. That's like watching a freaking movie. <laughs> hour and a half? It's an hour and a half. It's like Jesus. 88 minutes or something like that. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. So, like, it'd be nice to get a little warning in a game when you're like, hey, this is going to take you an hour or whatever. So you're not doing it right before bed and you think yeah, you're yeah. knocked out in five minutes. So I do appreciate that on this game because, goddamn, that would be the worst. <laughs> and anyone who who's going to pick it up if you haven't, well, I don't know why you're still listening because we just gave a lot of spoilers, but... Don't always follow the bird. Sometimes he leads you to some bullshit. 
Yeah. <laughs> there was part, you know, you said like, oh, it took me to this person who I've already heard this a couple of times. It did that to me a couple of times. Yeah. Like, oh, I, why, why did you, why did you feel this was very important? Yeah. Like, what bring the fuck's me- wrong with you, bird? <laughs> just shoot an arrow at it. It's like, why did you think I needed to talk to this lady? Yeah. Uh, I had one that would just stop by this building. I'm like, what? What are we looking at? And it's just like, I don't know. It's a cool building, right? I'm just like, fuck you, bird. There was one. It brought me to a wagon, a busted wagon. It wasn't mm-hmm. even like full. And I was like, oh, okay, what am I am I missing? And then I was like, maybe I'm missing something. Put on my traveler uh, gear, which will vibrate if you're, yeah. if you're near something. Nope, not triggering anything. I'm like bowing everywhere. Maybe I'm supposed to honor something. It's like, dude, there's, there's nothing no, here. No, this bird's just fucking high on... <laughs> High on opium or something. <laughs> Just like flew through like the Mongols camp. Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think I will say like, I'm okay with little, weird little, cause I, I've had ones fly into buildings and stuff, yeah. which is weird. Um, I've had that happen. I was like, oh, you want me to go up? I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'll have it get stuck or something. And I'm okay with that because I think that the mechanic of having something in game that happens like that where it's leading you somewhere or showing you something it's immersive and it makes the game experience more fun. So I'm okay if it doesn't work all the time and it's kind of glitchy sometimes. Have you, have you found a Fox den without a Fox? Uh, like, w- Oh no, not the den. I'm sorry about the Fox the, shrine. The actual shrine, like just stumbled upon it. With yeah. That. Yeah. I've done that before. I thought it was interesting that the Fox shows up. He shows up. He's like, Hey, you hey, here. Yeah. <laughs> like you didn't bring me your Fox. Get out of here. Yeah. I pet him anyway. I'm like, get out of here. You know you can pet him afterwards? No, you can? Yep. Oh, nice. You can pet him and they're like, I'm like, oh, you're crazy. You're you're a little spirit or whatever. Um, there's also one where Mongols are hunting the foxes. That, what? Yeah. Bastards. I know. You have to kill them all. You have to kill them all. Burn their villages. It's a good game, man. I, I really enjoy it. It's just... I'm going to go home and play it more tonight. You know, it's one of those things where I'm just like, I, I pick it up all the time. I, I've been neglecting Destiny because I've just been playing. I'm actually, I'm happy because I honestly thought it was not, because of the graphics were so great and amazing. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a game, but it's it's a, it's it's a, a long game. game. Yeah. I just started Act 3 and now I'm in like a snowy area. Very cool. See, Some like bad things happen, Christian. I hope <sighs> you're prepared emotionally. I need to, I, I Some like. Some real bad stuff happens i just started with the last warrior monk i just started doing his side missions oh, okay I, I i hope nothing happens because he he looks super cool he's a super he was amazing he's design. kind of he, he's almost got like the akuma necklace the big old balls yeah but i think they're like herbs or something and he has a he's like the only character i've seen that's using a big uh spear i forgot yeah. the japanese name for it nagata yeah naginata hmm uh, yeah, I don't Naginta? Naginta? Uh, see, I'm gonna, I don't remember it. It's, but it's something with the N-G. <laughs> N- no, N- no hard R. <laughs> Naginta, please. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, that was a, the, the league. The league, yeah. Naginta, Naginta. <laughs> I think that was the name. I think you're right. I think that is. That's why I remember it. <laughs> but um, he's the only one with one of those. Um, his outfit is awesome. Yep. Like Because every all the, most fighters you see are either going to be pre ninjas what you know which she is or mm-hmm. samurai and he's the only one that, that looks completely different but yeah. he's awesome so i just started those missions yeah I, I think he's cool and i would love to see like you know it would be really cool if maybe in a dlc or something you can you can get other weapons like the naginto yeah. or bow staff or, i don't think they're gonna do it but it would be i good. don't think they would either but like it all they would have to do is make another stance you yeah. know what i mean and then you instantly change over and then um yeah, man, it's it's so cool. And then I got I just got the ghost armor. 
That's fucking oh, dope. I have to do Act Three to get that, huh? You have to start Act Three. Yeah. I stumbled upon the face plates, and they're, they're the what's cool on that one is you actually have a katana on your back. Nice, but you don't actually use it. But it's it's part of the costume. <laughs> like okay. it's back, you still have your. You still draw from the front. You still like draw a from the front like a samurai. Okay. But you have one on your back, so you technically have three. <laughs> but you don't use it. Um, dual wielding would have been cool, like some of the villains. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dual wielding, and I think like, I think some of that stuff could be like a DLC thing because obviously there's villains who do it, right? So that mechanic is built into the game. Um, so it wouldn't be that crazy to put put a modified yeah. version onto onto Jin. 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 I love that the, the Mongols now started just lighting their uh, swords on fire. That's, that's a, kinda, that's it's kinda, a mythical ability. Oh, really? Yeah. It's kind of cool the way they do it too because they, like, they bang it on the shield. Yeah. And like in uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like the Lord of Light. It, <laughs> it, I mean, it's purely just, you know, like it just looks cool. It doesn't. I don't think it does extra damage to you or anything. But it'll light you on fire. Oh, I don't know. I haven't been hit by one. So. Oh yeah, yeah. If if you if you miss a parry, it'll light you on fire. You have to roll to put it out. Oh wow. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. And then they get <laughs> they get fire arrows later, which those are a lot of fun. Yeah, I have those. Got the exploding <sighs> ones too. I yeah. haven't used the exploding ones. Yeah, they're good. They're good. And they do explode people. They don't work as. I've definitely had a couple that didn't work though. I'm like, well, I got a dud happens that's how good the game is that's how realistic. yeah exactly it's realistic I'm like fuck that one didn't even go off god damn it <laughs> have you done the hallucin the i know you haven't used the blowgun but the one that makes them hallucinate uh no i only got i should have i only got the original poison i didn't get because there was another mission with her yeah. which i haven't done yet that one's fun it's, it's just like <laughs> i feel like i could taste colors no they go berserk and they start fighting they start fighting themselves oh nice that's pretty cool it is yeah i was like there was unlocked that one there were clustered and i was like i wonder what hallucinate does because i hadn't used it and i was like that's the biggest guy there yeah i'm just gonna use it on him he took down basically half the camp wow so then crazy. i just had to like take him down wow there's um a fun thing too is if you come up to frog statues You'll see them everyone. They're little frog shrines. If you bow to them, so fun stuff happens. If you know, uh, okay. depending on the location. I don't so think I found a frog one yet. Yeah, they'll just be a big frog statue kind of thing. Sometimes they're at the beginning of a, a shrine mountain or whatever. Um, sometimes they're just off on their own on the beach or something. So that's a fun little thing to have. Or if you uh, bow at dead bodies, you'll if they're like villagers and stuff, you'll say, I will avenge you and stuff like oh, that. Oh, nice. Yeah, so try bowing to different people. It's pretty pretty. What about cool. horses? Does it do anything? Bowing to horses? Yeah, dead horses. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Shoves an apple in their mouth. Maybe. <laughs> He's a good boy. Um, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, check it all out. I think it's definitely worth the money, um, and especially now when, you know, everyone needs a little something to take up the time. There's no m new movies coming out. It's nice to be able to deep dive into a video game. Like I this. really hope on the PS5 they re-release it. I Me too. I really hope they. Do. I think it would look amazing. Yeah, it already looks or, amazing. Or the second one, you know, if they come up with a second I, one. I mean, I don't know how the game ends, but if not, I want to see more. Was it Sucker Punch? Was it Sucker Punch? Yep. Yeah, I definitely want to see more what, what they got next. Yeah, uh, I was very impressed. Um, so check it out, everybody. Alrighty then. Well, I think that just about does it for us today. Um, We'll be back next week with some more fun stuff. Make sure you uh, check out nerdswithfriendspodcast.com. It's got all of our info there. You can buy some tea. You can uh, visit our sponsor, FNX Fit. Get yourself some uh, tasty workout supplements that will help you live a healthy lifestyle while sitting at home playing video games. Or get energized to play video games. Or that, too. Yeah, just like to snort a bunch of pre-workout right and before. just fucking 
Go for it. It gets gets in the bloodstream. Ah, oh, cherry lemonade. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can find all of our information there, as well as our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebookings. Um, and I think that's just about it. I think we're both going to go play some more. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I'm going to do it as soon as I get home. Well, thank you, Christian, for uh, coming by. and It's fun nerding out. Nerding out, as we always do. Um, and to all the listeners out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you, and have a great night.